0: But we've been talking about sonship. And one of the things I want to open with this morning is to remind ourselves, remind you as well as myself, that our mouths were designed to legislate, to decree and declare what would happen, not only in the earth, but what happens in our atmosphere where we live. What happens in my house is based on what I am willing to declare and and decree. Everything that goes right or wrong in my space is because I'm either not declaring something or, or I'm declaring the wrong thing. Or I'm not attending at all. But that's part of my sonship responsibility. Because remember, our mouths are not just for conversations. Hmm. We got a lot of people just having a conversation, but they're not changing what they see every day. So Jesus didn't come so we could just read about him or what he did and leave it at that. Jesus came so that we could see who we are and what we can do as sons. That was so important to me when I learned that because that, that, that filled in a lot of the gaps as to what... Jesus did when he was on the earth. Now I better understand why he did certain things. And, and it's difficult to explain to people that's not connected to the kingdom. You ever realize that when you're trying to explain something supernatural to a sinner, they really don't grab it because it's not designed for them. It's for sons. Mm. And I'm just recapping a little bit. And so what what we saw is that most believers have mastered being babies and lost their desires to become mature sons in the Lord where they can be used on God's level. Now, all of us can, can be used no matter what level you own. God can use you, but you got to understand there are greater measures of being used than where you are today there's a greater measure being used even in my office. And I'm reaching for that. Amen? Amen. Because if there's more, I want more. Hmm. Okay. Hallelujah. And because I am reaching for him, there are some things that get stirred up on the inside of me that gets me Uh, righteously indignant against what I see that's happening in our land. Now how many of you know we just won a great victory? Hallelujah. Well don't stop there because you know the game ain't over. Keep your visual going. Keep voting correctly. Keep putting pressure on the devil's head. Because they're already trying to earmark Christians as the enemy. You listen to all what they're saying. I, I would listen to one of the... I mean, these are people that are supposed to be representing a state. And they're saying, I don't care. You, you get up there and get in their face and you holler at them and you fuss them out. You do whatever you got to do. As though that's going to re- undo what just happened. So in other words, they're because these religious people are the problem. Now, you you either born again or you're not. You're either chicken or you're not. Because that's the next thing they're coming after is you. They really don't want Christians to have anything to say in the land. This is why I have somewhat, not an ought, but I have a problem with people who keep voting incorrectly for people that don't believe nothing that the Bible says. That's not, that's not saying every Republican is a Christian. That's not what I'm saying. Because some of them are just as wrong as the Democrats. But I'm saying if you're if you you dealing with two bad situations, why vote for the one that you know already going to put you in a headlock? Unless you want to go in a headlock. That's called the blind leading the blind. And you can call anything you want to. You're blind when you can't see. What's happening in our land today? You are spiritually blind and you got blindness on your eyes naturally. So all you can see and hear is what they tell you. Okay. Real sons on the scene is not accepting that. As a son, we don't have to accept that. We have dominion. Say, I have dominion. now there's there's something i want to share with you this morning turn your bibles to matthew 25 and we're going to begin reading because one of the things that we must be aware of is that jesus soon to come back now we've been you know one thing I, i i really appreciate about this church We've been on the cutting edge for a long time. And I was listening to a man of God from Canada yesterday. And he was saying something that really began to minister to my heart and encourage me. He said, I don't care how small your church is. If you're doing what the word says to do, you are extremely important to God. And this church is extremely important to God because we have always been on the cutting edge, because we have always been willing to tell the truth and not compromise and nor sugarcoat it. So if you've been here for a season, you know we don't sugarcoat the word. We might make you a little mad, but that's because we love you. In fact, he was, he, it was kind of funny, but he says if you sit in a church where they uh, uh, make you happy 75% of the time, you're in the wrong church. He said, because the word should be uh, uh, dealing with you about something, encouraging you to go to the next level. You shouldn't be in a church where it's just thrills and frills. Mm. Because you're in a training facility. Church is not supposed to be where you just go get your happy moment. You're being trained. So we're in a military For the army, we then we have to go to training. So you need to look at it differently instead of just coming to a service. Kind of like that servant mentality. Now you'll see the word servant used in other scriptures, but it's not talking about you being a servant servant, a slave. You can volunteer to be a servant, like Apostle Paul. He said, I'm a bond servant. He tied himself so much to the Lord that he didn't, he didn't even think of himself, that he didn't think little of himself because he knew who he was. That's not what I'm saying. But he was not willing. He, he wanted to give everything he had to the Lord, and he called himself a servant. But that's not because he was less than. Most believers look like they are less than. And there is an issue. Okay, are you at Matthew 25? You should be there. Let's begin reading at verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Say ten virgins. virgins. So that means there's ten believers which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. So now we got an issue here. There's five that's still listening to what they believe is right from the world. They're following the dictates of the world while they're in the land, what we call the land of the living. While they're in the present day, today we see more believers following the dictates of the world than we see them doing the word. You know, I, I have never seen in my life so many believers getting away from the word the word is no longer their benchmark or their gauge. It is whatever's being said on TV. Even if it's coming, you don't know if God accepts, just because the church is big, don't mean God authored the church. So you have to be careful how you hear it and what you're listening to. And I'm sure these five foolish, they thought they were doing it right. They that were looking at verse three. They that were foolish took their lamps and what they leave out? They didn't take any oil. You can't have a successful life and you don't have the Holy Ghost. You're gonna believe whatever's being told you when you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, come on. And they need us shimming, shammering at this anymore. And we got people that's filled with the Holy Ghost having problems believing what's in the world. How you gonna resist? When you're not keeping yourself filled to overflowing by praying in the Holy Ghost. Mm. See, that's foolish. To know you have an enemy and then don't build yourself up against your enemy. Mm. Kind of a moot situation in it. You're going to lose in that one you will lose in your battles because it takes the power of the Holy Ghost to give you discernment in every situation. You need to begin to operate in the spirit of discernment as a son. Begin to expect to use that because you need it. You don't know who you're dealing with today. Hmm. They were foolish because they took their lamps. But left the oil. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. So not only were they born again, but now you see them filled with oil. And not only that, but it had extra oil. (laughs) Now listen, look at look at the verse five. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Now, I want to read verse 2 through 4 again out of the Passion Translation. It reads, Five of them were foolish and ill-prepared, for they took no oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise and sensible, for they took flasks of oil with their lamps. Sons of God that sit in this room that's listening to me online, you need to find time to pray in the Holy Ghost. It has to become a priority. Why am I saying that? Because that's the only way you're going to be able to discern when Jesus is coming. The reason people don't, are not uh, uh, really being urgent about getting other people born again, because they're not filled to the overflowing of praying in the Holy Ghost. Because there's an urgent cry to hear people born into the kingdom. There should be a cry from within you as you pray in the Holy Ghost. Jesus, I know you're coming back soon. What can I do to help this person over here? Show me what to do. Tell me what to say. See, when your oil is filled, when your body, when you're filled with the oil, it'll start running over and it'll start talking. You got to go to work. It's impossible to pray in tongues and don't have a sense in to go to work. hmm Okay, are we still listening? Okay. Verse 5, out the passion. And when the bridegroom didn't come when they expected. See, everybody got, you know, people making fun of the Christian right now. Oh, y'all said Jesus was coming years ago. You've been saying that ever since you've been in earth. And it's still right. He's coming. But it's sooner And even though they may say it was coming back, he was coming back then, but it's shorter now than it was back then. We're one day closer to Jesus coming back. And since you don't know the time, the angels don't know the time, even Jesus don't know the time, you better be ready. Because it's in the hand of the Father. I got a strong suggestion for you. You better be ready, cause Jesus is coming. It's time to lay down all the little childish games. You're in today, you're out tomorrow. You're up today, you're down tomorrow. You don't know if you're saved. You don't know this, and you don't. You keep having these stupid little arguments and stuff like that. It's time to lay aside. Apostle Paul said, "When I was a child." I spake like a child. I did things like a child. But when I got growing up, I stopped doing the little childish stuff because I understand who I am. Only foolish people can't discern the time that we're living in. Hmm. Then verse 6. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Hmm. Then all those virgins, all them, gathered, all them woke up and arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. <laughs> okay, now the lamp's not even burning. You gotta hear this. They didn't just take didn't take extra oil. Now the lamp they had has gone out. What light they had is now darkness. Because they wouldn't utilize the light. They were ill prepared. Getting born again was just something they did. They never intended to be a soldier in the army. When you don't think you're supposed to be a soldier, you don't learn your gun. You don't learn nothing about your ammunition. You don't learn nothing about your enemy. You just get up and go. You don't learn anything about what's already been provided, what you should and should not do. We get up every day without considering. I'm in the army. I got an enemy. I better fill up this morning. I better fill up by praying in the Holy Ghost. I better fill myself up on this word before I step out that door. Because I got an enemy. And see, can't nobody push that on you. Can't nobody make you do that. Mm. That's going to either be a smart move or you're going to be foolish. They said, give us of your oil. How am I going to give you my oil? They was asking an impossible task. Because this is what you should be learning right now. While you're sitting in this room and you're looking online, this is what you should be learning right now and doing. Not just taking notes, but doing. Say doing. They said, give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. Man. You can't share your salvation. Then you can pray for somebody to get born again. But you can't take your salvation and both of y'all live off of, one, off of one salvation. Ooh, Jesus. I don't care if you got a husband that's on fire or you got a wife that's on fire. You got to have your own fellowship and relationship. You're not going to have it on your wife or your husband's relationship. Did I make that planer for those who might have missed my first version of it? We got so used to people praying for us that we don't pray at all. Kind of like that, you know what I mean? And then when it's your turn to fight, you don't know how. But every day is getting closer to you having to fight for you. Mm. Watch this. Come on back down here. And, the, and the, Look at verse 9. And the wise answer saying, ain't going to happen. Lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to, to them that sell. Go back to the church where you should have been, where you was, and you didn't pay it no mind. Go right on back. If you can find a church that's teaching the gospel, go there. Let me tell y'all something, those looking online. It's time to come out of these places that have been mausoleums unto you. It should not be a thousand churches in one city. The devil planted a lot of these places. Oh, you sat I thought, no, 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 no. God didn't raise up some of these places. It's a tactic to divide and conquer. Because now you got this man over here teaching one thing. Okay, you ain't got to be born again. Just take the right hand of fellowship. This man over here teaching, but it's all saying church on the building. This person saying, oh, you can sin a little bit and God will forgive you. This was saying you don't have to tithe and give. That's not the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ooh. But those churches were planted because these people needed careers. And going to Bible school for a lot of people is just like going to college. For a career. They didn't got to be born again to pass the test. You just got to know the right answer. And you might be sitting under somebody that's a complete hellion. But because they wear a collar turned around on a robe, you think they the man of God. But that's a plant that is inspired to divide the church so that the true church does not get to be known because if the true church ever get known in the community the devil is done in that community so we, we, we got to stop playing these little games and, and you know you can't visit every church I learned that years ago you just can't visit I don't care who invites you you cannot visit every place Woo! Mm. The bridegroom is on his way back. Are you ready? Look at your neighbor and say, are you ready? Are you foolish? It's a question you need to ask. When you love somebody, you ask them the hard questions. Because you want them to be right. You want them to be ready. And you're not assuming Because they came to the altar. Let me tell you, here's another thing. This is a freebie for you. When a person comes to the altar and they say words, but there's never a demonstration in their life that there's been a transformation, they might not have really got born again. Because all babies, say all babies, cry for something to eat. Every one of y'all mothers in this room, every father, when your babies were born, they came out hollering because they were hungry. Some of mine, the daughter didn't even have to sprinkle them on the foot. They were ready. They came out ready to eat. Mm-mm. When people don't have a desire to know God, you better... Check and find out if they're really born again. That's part of your sonship. Is a desire to know the Father. Every son wants to know the Father. I was listening, you know. Sometimes it pays good to look at some of the show, and I was listening to uh, uh, one of the old reruns of the Paternity Court, and this lady literally broke down in the court because here she in her thirties. And all her life, she said, all I wanted to know was my father. See, I'm going to take a rabbit trail. Y'all, y'all just hold tight for a minute. The black race in particular have been a fatherless race. And it was deliberate. When they introduced welfare... That meant the father had to get out the house. Good, bad, or indifferent. When I was growing up, welfare was not popular. My mama could have with six babies. Now, my two older siblings were already married and gone by the time I went into elementary school. But there were six of us still living in the house. She could have put us in the system, but she didn't because that was not in her. Dad was an alcoholic, it was not the ideal environment, but dad was present. And there was a respect for his position even if he didn't act right. And it kept the children intact. Children didn't grow wild, but today, we have accepted a welfare mentality and now we are mad and angry with everything that come across TV, just cause they're not catering to the black. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. When you got, especially you say you born again and you got the spirit of God living in you, but you're being dictated by your color. Something wrong with you. You are spiritually blind and you're sitting in a blind church. That is propagating that. And you can't learn the truth. As long as you think that way. Don't nobody owe you nothing. You've been given everything. As a son of God. I don't care. I've worked in places where there was true racism, but God promoted me not because I was black, but because I was his. As long as you know who you are in Christ, they can't keep you down. And the dumbest thing is you got too many blacks already in America that are prosperous. So you got to be lying somewhere. Somebody lying to you somewhere. And then they use those celebrities that are black. To keep racial motivation going on. And keeping the church divided. There is no black church. And there ain't no white church. Church. There ain't no Asian or no Italian church or no Mexican church. It ain't but one church, and it's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you ain't part of it, you're out. Now, this is the one thing the Church of God in Christ did right. They sung a right song. It said, this is the church of God in Christ. You can't join it. You got to be born in it. You can't sign up for the kingdom of God just by putting your name on a row. You're still going to hell. And it's time for sons to manifest so people can hear the truth. It may not be popular, but when they're in their dire need, they're going to be looking for you. And not the one that's sugarcoating it. Let me tell you something. Most people that are wrong, they already know they're wrong. And when you cater to their wrong, they know you ain't right. (laughs) Don't assume people are ignorant that way. Because they are not. So we see the bridegroom is is coming. Here's Here's the call. There's a call saying, get up. The bridegroom is here. Come out, come out, come out. And be with the bride. But the foolish got to go back. Why? Because they, they lost everything. They don't have no extra oil. They not even, they don't even have a light left now. They're not even shining. They're not even sure who they are. Then they gotta go back to the beginning. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> go back to those that. You say you bought your oil from from the beginning. Those that are selling it. Mm-hmm. And buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. See, Jesus is not going to keep. This is another thing that we hear a lot of people say. And the spirit of God is going to be poured out on all flesh. It's not going to be poured like people think. No, it's not. He's going to be pouring out on people that's ready to be poured on. He's not going to be pouring on all flesh like that when you got people rebelling against what he wants to be done. That's why he got us in the earth. To warn them. The bridegroom came. And while they were out trying to buy, they that were ready, say they that were ready. Oh, Jesus. So that means somebody's not going to be ready and some going to be ready. Look at your neighbor again and say, are you ready? Because Jesus is coming. So it tells me only those that were ready, not almost, not on your march get set, no, those that were ready, those that were watching and expecting Those that were doing what he called them unto, the ready. Ooh, Jesus. Went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But look what he said in verse 12. He said, I don't know you. What happened? They started out. So that one save always saved, go in the garbage can. Because you can walk away from God by choice. Because it started out in verse 1, they were all what? Virgins. Denoting they were all born again. But somebody let the gospel slip. And then they stop obeying the word. See, you can walk away from God. And we need to tell people the truth. Don't, don't think that when you walk away from God by choice, that you still can just come back anytime you feel like it. Somebody been lying to you, sugar, babe. The Bible's declared that unless the spirit of God draw you, you can't even get saved. That's why he says, harden not your heart when you hear the provocation of God drawing you. Don't freeze up and consider all the mess. No, he says, drop all of that now and come because the Spirit is drawing you now. And the time is so short. You may not have tomorrow. Show me your written guarantee that you have tomorrow when you are not in the will of God. Show it to me. Hmm. You can't find it. It's only for those that are ready. Ooh, Jesus. I know it's kind of strong this morning. But we got to get this out there because this, this is what we got to teach in this last day. We got we to we make this a priority because people dying and going to hell every day. And it's our job, it's our responsibility to win as many as we can. You know the reason Jesus hasn't come back? is because he's given us more opportunity to work. I was sitting in my easy chair in my room, which is next to the window, and my window is Uh, butts up against the yard of my next-door neighbor. And, you know, they were playing their little stuff and stuff like that. And I turned on my, I moved my Bose CD player from where I had it up on my bar in my bedroom, and I put it on my table so they could hear my music. And I turned it up to 60. And if you got a Bose, you know 60 is pumping. I wanted them to hear it. And do you not know they stopped playing that stuff? And I could tell they was standing right there near the gate where their yard in my yard, and they, they, they was talking. I'm going like, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you got it. It's real music. That mess you playing ain't nothing but trash." Here's real music. And I hit the song, "You Got to Live, You Got to Die to Live," by Miranda Curtis, and I said, "Hallelujah." I'm gonna get the gospel out of any way I can. If they won't stand still and let me talk to them, play a song. <laughs> they are going down the street, boom-da-boom-da-boom, boom, boom. the car rattling and shaking, and you going there turning your music down when you come up next to them. ha. <laughs> oh, I found somebody didn't. <laughs> are you scared to play your music? <laughs> I mean they got the windows up tinted and you can hear everything this person saying in your car with well, your car windows up. And that's loud. Why are we afraid to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. He says, look at verse 12 again. But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I don't know you. I don't know you. That's got to be a terrible sound to think you're right with God and you're not. That's got to be a terrible feeling to think you're right with God and you're not. And you get all the way to the end of this life to hear him say, depart from me. I don't know you, but you've been going to a building called a church for the last 40 years, listening to somebody tell you something about God that God didn't say, letting you participate in activities, assigning you a leadership role, giving you a title. And you get all the way to the end. And he says, I don't know you. Time to tighten up. Look at verse 13. Watch therefore. In other words, stay alert. For you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Why? Because that's in the hand of the Father. The Father going to look at Jesus one day and say, go. And that's all he's going to say. Because Jesus don't know when that's going to take place. So anybody that telling you Jesus coming back in the next 30 days, you need to ignore him. Now he's coming back in our lifetime, but we don't know the day nor the hour. So if they're telling you that he's coming back on August the 5th at 2 2. 29 p.m., that's a liar from hell. Because he ain't coming. How many of y'all remember Y2K? (laughs) How many of y'all had that stuff hidden? What would that fool of to be thought i going to do if Jesus was coming back for real? And most people that were doing that, they were doing it out of fear. Not because they were ready. Are y'all hearing me? Ooh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me see if I got any more notes left. All right, you might or might not be aware that far too many local assemblies are no longer teaching sound doctrine. This is why you gotta be careful where you eat. They no longer teach against shacking up or fornication. Or they're not teaching that it's wrong to kill more than 68 million babies right here in America. Ever since Roe versus Wade was implemented, they have killed more than 68 million babies in the last 50 years. See, it's not about uh, you controlling your body. It's a population thing. It's about minimizing the population. It has nothing to do with pro-choice. They don't care nothing about your body. You need to stop believing that lie. Pro-choice is a lie. They're not teaching anymore against homosexuality. So the homosexual can get in there and participate in all the spiritual things. They can play the organ, they're gonna sing in the choir, they're gonna preach. It's a blended environment. Jesus never told the church to blend with the world. Oh, we be, we're not against homosexuals, but you can't let him come in here and think he gonna play the piano and sing a song in here. Be like my country friend on YouTube. He's in here. <laughs> he ain't coming in here. We have fought too hard for the anointing that's on this place. You think I'm going to let somebody come in and do that and rob us of the anointing to bring deliverance? Now, we're going to believe for them and pray for them, but no, we ain't bringing that up in here. But a lot of churches have moved away from the Bible because it's too political. And everybody wants to be politically right. As long as they're not right with God. See, that's foolish. And I don't mean just the little church with the hole in the wall no more. No, these are big churches that are on TV. If you ask them, is homosexually wrong, you can't get a straight answer. If you ask them, is it all right to shack up? You can't get a straight answer. Why not? Because we're moving away. We're moving away from what Jesus established. Hmm. Oh, no, these topics are too political and might cause a rift in the church. I hope your whole church fall apart. And the people get to go somewhere where they can hear the truth. That's what I'm praying. Because it's time for the doors. See, Jesus said he coming. First, the Spirit of God can start cleaning up the house of God. All these places that said they the house of God, we're going to start seeing some things changing. Because he's got to expose. So don't be alarmed when you hear stuff on TV about this minister and that minister. Don't be alarmed the house being clean. You need to pray for those people because they're still important to God. But you need to know God is cleaning house. Don't make them your supper uh, conversation. Begin to intercede because we know that's a sign Jesus is soon to come. He's cleaning the house. Jesus is getting ready to come. Ooh. So the local assembly has become an entertainment center with no supernatural authority or power. Oh, it's filled up. People are coming, but there ain't no power being demonstrated. They can't even pray for a headache. I'd rather be with you guys. We got understanding of how the kingdom works. It's not about the numbers. And I was so encouraged when I heard that Canadian pastor. I was so encouraged because sometimes you can say to yourself, well, why are we not this and this and that? You know, Lord, we're doing this and this and this and that. You know, you ask yourself as a pastor, why isn't your church bigger than it is? Because we are cutting edge. And the devil don't like it. But there's going to be a day that he can't prevent the flood of people from coming. That's why I'm telling you now, you better be ready, stay right. Get your mind straight. Because you're going to have to go to work show enough. Because we're going to have a bunch of people that's going to need you. It's not the time to sit home and you play the victim. Time out. All right, I think I don't... Ooh, said enough. I'm going to go home and eat my cornbread. (laughs) I made some barbecue and some cornbread. That's the macaroni and cheese. Mm. (laughs) We're gonna have some broccoli on the side. (laughs) When I do cook, I cook. I don't cook every day, but when I do cook, I cook. Hallelujah. Somebody said they are (laughs) coming. All right. All right, let's bring this to a close for this morning. Did you learn anything this morning? It's time to be ready and stay ready. Amen.